Hey everyone, before we start our newest episode, we want to share a very special announcement with you. Next week on Tuesday, December 13th, we're going to have a special call-in episode to celebrate Taylor's 27th birthday. So you can call into our show by using Uber Conference or by calling the phone number 716-293-6261. And the pin for that is 85499. We'll be starting the call at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And one of the best parts about this is that by participating in our call, you will be entered to win a $10 gift card that we're going to be giving away to Taylor's online store. So we're very excited to talk to all of you and You can find links to the Uber conference on our several different social media platforms. We're on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're on Tumblr at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. And our website is SwiftCast13.com. We look forward to talking with you next week. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 179 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Adam, Nate, and Ashley. And we have some exciting things going on for you, not only on this episode, but in the next couple weeks. As we've been talking about, I feel like, for the whole year, it's been a little rough because Taylor's been on a break and not (laughs) quite as active But she still gives us some things to talk about, and something really exciting that happened last week was the announcement of Taylor Swift Now, which we're going to talk about later on in this episode in greater detail. And we're also going to be talking about Grammy nominations later in this episode. But in future weeks, we've got Taylor's birthday coming up. She's turning 27 next week. Isn't that crazy? It's hard to believe for me, too, because I'm the same age as Taylor, so uh, every time that she gets a year older, I'm like, oh, man, my birthday's right around the corner. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And that is crazy because she was 17 back when I met her for the only time that I met her back in 2007, so that's been just about 10 years now. Jeez. Wow. Along with Taylor's birthday... We always look forward to, at the end of the year, doing a year-end episode. It's always a lot of fun to reflect on the year and get some feedback from our listeners. So just stay tuned to our upcoming episodes. We have a lot of exciting things going on despite Taylor's break. Yeah, really. I'd say all things considered, we have a pretty awesome December coming up. I'm just so glad that the fans help us and contribute to episodes and continue to listen to us even when there's not a lot going on. For now, though, we will jump right into Taylor's older tweets that were around this time in previous years. All right, so our first one from Taylor comes from December 1st, 2010. And Taylor tweeted, At Need to Breathe is my opening act for the Speak Now tour. It'll be a nightly challenge to get ready for my show instead of watching theirs. Smiley face. It's so funny to compare 
how she announced just with a simple tweet for Speak Now. And then with Red, she had the TV special where she announced the dates and she announced Ed as the opener. And then I'm trying to remember. I'm drawing a blank. I feel like Vance, was he just kind of announced? Was he via the website or like he was something? It wasn't like as big as a production as they made for Ed. Yeah, I think it was just part of the tour announcement. You know, here's the 1989 tour and here's the dates with special guest Vance Joy. And then when she added Heim, it was similar to this. It was just a tweet after their little vacation to Hawaii. It was just something like, so the girls and I talked and they're joining me for some dates. (laughs) To be fair, Ed was the best opener that she's ever had. I think it's pretty safe to say that. I I agree 100%. He deserved that very special announcement. I remember people thought maybe it would happen. And then when it actually happened, people were just so excited. Our next tweet was from a year later on the same day, 12-1-2011. Taylor simply tweeted, got a haircut with a picture of her and Elizabeth. And this was the debut of the Bangs era, which really led us into the Red era. This was right after the Vogue cover, if I'm right. Yeah? Right. She got the haircut when she was shooting the Vogue magazine cover, which was released then around March of 2012. So it's interesting to think how early they shoot those. Our next tweet comes from November 29th, 2012. So excited about performing on the Arias tonight. Never been before. Here comes trouble. See what I did there? Sorry. I know. Sorry. i don't even think i remember taylor performing at the arias oh yeah okay so this performance um so taylor was wearing uh it was the 22 type jacket like a baseball jacket kind of thing and um and she had all of her dancers and it was kind of like um kind of like a cityscape almost and she had those like chain fences that she was like wheeling around the stage and uh do you guys remember that Oh, yeah, I remember those fences. Mm-hmm. Everyone was wearing all kinds of different colors and things. It's a pretty unique performance for Trouble. I don't think she's ever replicated that performance. I think that was one of a kind. I feel like it kind of reminded me of the 22 performance at Billboards. Yeah, exactly, yeah. When she wore the unicorn shirt, right? Mm-hmm. So since Red was released in October of 2012, would this have been the very first live performance of Trouble? That's what I'm trying to think now. Was it before the Brits? I remember the Brits were in February. Yeah, the Brits are in February. And isn't that where she did the tour version of Trouble? Yes, with the tearaway black dress, or the tearaway white dress that becomes black. Okay. Well, I must say then, I'm glad that she went with (laughs) the later performance of Trouble Rather than the fence idea. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Pyrotechnics uh, really did it for me, so, I mean, I... (laughs) The way she did Trouble on the Red Tour was just incredible, so I don't think there's a way to top it. I would kill to see that performance again, just by the way. I know I say this probably once a month, but still. (laughs) You can see it on YouTube, but the quality is just not great. I know, it's not the same. I have my own videos and things too, which I love watching, but at the same time, like nothing like being there in person. Just, you know, Mm-mm. nothing comes close. It's not the same. Oh, yeah. The bass was just incredible, and the 
the techno elements mm-hmm. and and the drama of it all. Oh, the drama, right? It's like Taylor's there. Oh, she's over there. Oh, she chipped her tooth. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always think of her chipping her tooth. Yes. <laughs> and that's the dramatic part when she's like practically lying on the stage mm. and then she just comes up with the mic and mm. that was when she chipped her tooth. Oh man, that is the best part of that show. Well, our next one was on December 4th of 2013 and Taylor tweeted, "The Red Tour is doing Secret Santa." Just found this in my dressing room and ran down the hall screaming, SANTA, in all caps. And it was a Beach Boys concert album. I know that Taylor's mom, Andrea, is a huge Beach Boys fan, so I'm guessing Taylor is also a huge Beach Boys fan. I don't remember this tweet, though. I guess in December of 2013... The Red Tour would have been... It would have been over in the United States. Right. It would have been over in the United States. Was she in probably Australia? Or, or I can't even remember. Maybe Asia? Or yeah, maybe. I don't know. This could be an awards show, too, I wonder. Oh, true. Well, I know she was in Asia in the summer of 2014. Tokyo was the last show of the Red Tour. Really, just a few months before 1989. But that's a good tweet. I I don't remember this one. It's always fun to read ones that we don't even remember happening. Well, this next one is a really good one, too. Um, It comes from December 5th, 2013. And Taylor tweets, Grammy nominations concert, December 6th. Victoria's Secret Show airs December 10th. Turning 24, December 13th. Getting pretty excited about all of it. (laughs) This is a great one because... Last night, we were all talking amongst ourselves about how the Grammy nominations used to have a primetime feature on TV. When Taylor did the Grammy nominations show in 2013, she was a co-host with LL Cool J, and she was there with him helping to announce all the nominations, and she even beatboxed during the show, and it was really funny uh but they don't do that anymore this year they just announced them all actually the morning that we're recording december 6th again i remember that those are some of my favorite videos with ll cool j those were great they were great promotions yeah they were funny and another thing regarding this tweet that i just read about today we all know that taylor performed at the victoria's secret fashion show in 2013 and 2014 and I just read that those two years had very high ratings and that 2015 and this year, 2016, it just aired this week, the ratings have been in a steep decline. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. So, Taylor-related? Maybe. I'd say oh, pretty, I think pretty, so. yeah, likely. I don't know. Yeah, it's actually really interesting when you look at the statistics. So, in 2013... It was 9.7 million viewers. 2014 was close to 9.3 million viewers. Then in 2015, it went down to 6.6, where for this year, it was 6.67. So it's about the same. But we always talk about how Taylor affects ratings. Oh, absolutely. So I absolutely think there's no doubt that she 
affects those sorts of things. I will be honest, I didn't watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show this year. I just wasn't interested in it. Yeah, me neither. Our next tweet is from December 4th of 2014. Taylor tweeted, Thanks, Billboard. Also, thanks you. Does dorky celebratory dance then trips over a cat toy? (laughs) And this was Taylor's uh, Billboard cover for 2014 for Women of the Year. And that was cool because that was the second time she actually was Woman of the Year. And our final tweet is from November 28th, 2015. And I remember this one well because it had some significance uh, later on. And the tweet was, I love you, Sydney, all 76,000 of you. And that is significant because that show became what was the 1989 World Tour Live. It's hard to believe that a year ago we were getting ready for the 1989 tour live to come out on Apple. I'm so glad it did. I'm so glad. After Red Era and never getting the DVD, I needed closure this year. Like <laughs> I needed <laughs> I needed something to hang on to for the rest of my life. I'm so glad. And it really is a cool production. Mm-hmm. And it's shocking if you think about it. 76,000 people were at that show. That is insane. Think about all those bracelets. Think about everything that goes into that, coordinating all those people. I mean, it's craziness. Yeah, it was the biggest tour for Taylor and really just worldwide. It was the top tour. So it is nice to have something where we can look back on it. Now I just miss tour. I know. It's so tough. Taylor's really making it hard for us with this whole break business. Ah, Taylor. Exactly. With a normal schedule, we'd be looking forward to tour in March or April or May. Right. I'd be buying my tickets already. (laughs) Exactly. We would have bought our tickets already. (laughs) Well, even though Taylor's on her break, she was spotted out and about a bit more than usual over the past few weeks. So, we're going to move right into our news segment. Our first piece of news is that Forbes announced the world's highest paying musicians. And Taylor was number one at $170 million. Boom. <laughs> and that's even on a non-tour year. That's craziness. That is insane. Yeah, a non-tour year. Wow. So then number two was One Direction at $110 million. Three was Adele at $80.5 million. And four was Madonna at $76.5 million. And Billboard actually just announced that she's this year's Woman of the Year, Madonna. I would like to point out that, okay, Taylor at $170 million, One Direction at $110 million. That's a $60 million difference. That is a 50% increase on One Direction. That is crazy. Crazy. Can you believe that? And if you compare Taylor with Madonna, it's practically a $100 million difference. Um, oh, Taylor, my God. <laughs> so less uh, money-oriented piece of news, but still very exciting. There were more photos of Taylor and Kelsey Ballerini uh, with the cast after they saw Kinky Boots in New York City. So came out with all kinds of other pictures. Taylor took a whole bunch of pictures with the cast and all these people, and she looks pretty good. And so does Kelsey, who we had on the show. So, hey. 
we did have her on an episode last year, so you should check that out. I actually never heard of Kinky Boots, and I love it when Taylor goes to musicals and Broadway shows. One year, when she was in New York a lot, she would do off-off Broadway shows, and I just think it's nice. It gives a lot of publicity to these shows that maybe normal tourists wouldn't even think about going to see. Yeah, I agree. I hadn't heard of this one either. And her good friend, Todrick Hall, is in the cast. Um, so it's good that she got to go support him and then meet all of the cast members, a lot of whom are kids, I believe. Yes, there were some really cute photos with kids. In our next piece of news, Taylor hosted a Thanksgiving dinner for her family and friends at her house in Rhode Island. I love that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she posted like a lot of pictures from uh, everyone at Thanksgiving. And then she did a fun mannequin challenge video with her friends on the beach. That was so funny because it started out as a regular mannequin challenge where everybody is still and then i think some music started and they all just started dancing and going crazy <laughs> <laughs> i actually meant to predict on our thanksgiving episode that taylor should do a mannequin challenge i actually didn't oh, think it would man. happen i was just gonna say taylor <laughs> should do a mannequin challenge and i completely forgot about it and then she did one but i was pretty excited because it was really good we would have finally gotten one of our Taylor predictions right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Some of you are really good at getting them right. I've been wrong about everything this year, so I was just hoping to get one thing right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the funniest part to me about that video, uh, right at the end, so uh, her brother Austin is also in this video. And then, like, right at the end, uh, he just kind of gives up dancing. He's like, he kind of looks around. He's like, okay, are we done? And then the video ends. <laughs> <laughs> It's always nice to see Taylor in Rhode Island. Like Nate said, he loves the house. I love the house, too. Oh, for sure. It sort of seemed like Rhode Island just became this house that she has for the 4th of July, honestly. Yeah, really. Seriously. She was never there. Yeah. So I always like it when she goes there. I think it's just such a peaceful place to be, and she gets more privacy there. So I like that it's kind of the holiday house, it seems like. I'm sure it's very quiet there around this time of year, too, because it's not during the summer and there's probably not very many beachgoers during the fall. Yeah, probably like zero people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I take that back because there are always Swifties outside of her house. <laughs> true. And our last piece of news is an awesome one. The Bad Blood music video has reached 1 billion views on YouTube, and that makes Taylor the first female to have three music videos surpass a billion views. 1 billion <laughs> views. <laughs> so we'll cover some more of the exciting news about Taylor Swift now during our main discussion. But for now, because Taylor was seen out and about over Thanksgiving, we're going to move to our fashion segment. Taylor was seen out and about with Kelsey Ballerini in New York City on November 23rd of 2016. And she was wearing an Urban Outfitters classic knit beanie in copper for $15. Hunter, the original wool duffel coat, for $451 
and 30 cents and a Stella McCartney black Falabella box Nashville mini bag for $1,645. I always like the return of the beanie this time of year. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. It is a good look. It's classic Taylor. Just saying. It is. It's one of her go-to items. And when Taylor went to see Kinky Boots with Kelsey later that night, she wore a rag and bone Natasha cashmere dress, $495. And she was wearing Stuart Weitzman The Gigi Boots, $798. And our final item is from when Taylor was celebrating Thanksgiving in Rhode Island on November 24th. She wore the Rails Jackson plaid button shirt in ink white, which is $148. And she actually wore that a few weeks ago, too, when she was in Los Angeles for a movie screening. But there weren't very many photos of her then. And I don't know. It's kind of like the beanie. I love Taylor in plaid. I don't think we've seen her in plaid in a while. Am I right? Not too much. Plaid reminds me of the Red Arrow a lot. Oh, totally. Same with the beanie, though, too. Red Arrow. 100%. Well, as always, thank you to TaySwiftStyle.com for providing us with these fashion updates. You can visit the website to view more photos and links to each item. For now, we're going to move into our main discussion. As we mentioned earlier, this week we're going to be talking about Grammy nominations, and we're also going to be talking about Taylor Swift now. We're going to start with the Grammy nominations because it is a little bit of bad news. So I think we'll get the little bit of bad news out of the way first. Taylor, as we all know, and we've been talking about all year, has been on a break. So she really didn't have anything even eligible for the Grammys. And I actually didn't really expect her to even have anything submitted. But on our last episode, we talked about how This Is What You Came For was submitted for consideration for Song of the Year and Record of the Year. So that made us excited when we were talking about it on the episode. We thought, oh, maybe she'll get nominated for both of those. It was a great song. She wrote the song. She performs in the song. But unfortunately, when the nominations were announced this morning, the song did not make it. But... With that in mind, I think we all need to remember Taylor's been on a break. She had legitimately one song that could have been considered. And the song Better Man was not eligible for the Grammys this year. And we also have to always remember Taylor has 10 Grammys, so many nominations, and she's been on a break. So we can't really stress over it. All we can do is hope that she'll still attend the ceremony. I think we talked about on our last episode how Taylor hasn't missed any Grammys, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. She's been there ever since she started making music, basically. She was nominated as Best New Artist very early on in her career, and she's just consistently there. So I'm going to hold out hope that maybe she'll have some sort of surprise performance at the Grammys, And I'm definitely hoping she'll attend because it would be really sad if she missed. That's a good point that you just brought up that I don't know if any of us have mentioned before on previous episodes. You know, we've talked about things in the past like dropping an album, you know, out of the blue and surprising everybody or 
Maybe she'll do new music next year around the Super Bowl or something like that. But Steph, what you just said could possibly be something she would do, and that would be do a surprise appearance on the Grammys with a new song. How cool would that be? Or drop a new album right after it. <laughs> yeah, that too. I think we're getting our hopes up a little bit here. <laughs> oh, man. I know, we're uh, we're making bold predictions, but hey, you never know. That would be fantastic, though. At this point, we're grasping at straws, right? <laughs> yes, anything. I, I'm the one who said she was going to drop a new album right after Austin. So yeah, I should go with this. She's going <laughs> to drop an album right after the Grammys now. But you do have to consider, she's got the Super Bowl performance, not during the actual Super Bowl. Although, given that Lady Gaga is the performer and... Taylor and Lady Gaga are friends. I would not be surprised if Taylor somehow ends up being involved in the halftime performance, much like last year Beyonce and Bruno Mars were involved. Um, It seems like the Super Bowl in the most recent years has been expanding the number of artists who are involved. They announced the main person, but then that person seems to get about three minutes of the actual performance, and there are all these other surprises. So you have the Super Bowl and the Grammys all within pretty much a week of each other because the Grammys, I believe, are on February 12th. So you have two very, very huge events with huge ratings. So I don't know. It's possible. But I don't want to say it because I'm always wrong. (laughs) I did want to say in regards to the Grammys that I could definitely see her attending because she could definitely do, you know, the same scenario that she just did for the CMAs and show up and present. True. She should at least be a presenter. Maybe they'll have her announce album of the year. Or best new artist. Well, I think on that note, we should move into what the actual nominations are. We'll read through the list of different categories, and then we'll come back at the end of our list and give some of our comments. Well, I get the honor of sharing the first one with you guys, the most important one by far, Album of the Year. Uh, The nominations for Album of the Year, 25 by Adele, Lemonade by Beyonce, Purpose by Justin Bieber, Views by Drake, and A Sailor's Guide to Earth by Sturgill Simpson. And then next we have Record of the Year, Hello by Adele, Formation, Beyonce, Seven Years, Lucas Graham, Work, Rihanna featuring Drake, and Stressed Out, 21 Pilots. And the nominees for Song of the Year are Formation by Beyonce, Hello by Adele, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by Mike Posner, Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, and Seven Years by Lucas Graham. And for Best New Artist, the nominees include Kelsey Ballerini, The Chainsmokers, Chance the Rapper, Marin Morris, and Anderson Pack. The nominations for Best Pop Vocal Album, 25 by Adele, Purpose by Justin Bieber, Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande, Confident by Demi Lovato, and This Is Acting by Sia. And then for Best Pop Solo Performance, Hello, Adele, Hold Up, Beyonce, Love Yourself, Justin Bieber, Piece by Piece, Kelly Clarkson, and Dangerous Woman, Ariana Grande. And for Best Pop Duo or Group Performance, Closer, The Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, 
Seven Years, Lucas Graham, Work, Rihanna featuring Drake, Cheap Thrills, Sia featuring Sean Paul, and Stressed Out, 21 Pilots. For Best Rock Performance, the nominees are Joe, Live from Austin City Limits by Alabama Shakes, Don't Hurt Yourself by Beyonce featuring Jack White, Black Star by David Bowie, The Sound of Silence by Disturbed, and Heathens by 21 Pilots. In a similar category, Best Rock Song nominations are Black Star by David Bowie, written by David Bowie, Burn the Witch, Radiohead, written by Radiohead, Hardwired, James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich, songwriters for Metallica, Heathens, Tyler Joseph, a songwriter for 21 Pilots, and My Name is Human, Rich Mayer and Johnny Stevens, songwriters for Highly Suspect. And then for Best Rock Album, California, Blink-182, Tell Me I'm Pretty, Cage the Elephant, Magma, Gojira, Death of a Bachelor, Panic at the Disco, and Weezer. Weezer. And for Best Country Solo Performance, Love Can Go to Hell, Brandy Clark, Vice, Miranda Lambert, My Church, Marin Morris, Church Bells, Carrie Underwood, and Blue Ain't Your Color, Keith Urban. Then for Best Country Duo Group Performance, the nominees are Different for Girls, Dirks Bentley featuring L. King, 21 Summer, Brothers of Osborne, Setting the World on Fire, Kenny Chesney and Pink, Jolene Pentatonix featuring Dolly Parton, and Think of You, Chris Young with Cassidy Pope. Our next category is Best Country Song, kicking it off Blue Ain't Your Color, by Keith Urban, Die a Happy Man by Thomas Rhett, Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw, My Church by Marin Morris, and Vice by Miranda Lambert. And last is Best Country Album, Big Day in a Small Town, Brandy Clark, Full Circle, Loretta Lynn, Hero, Marin Morris, A Sailor's Guide to the Earth, Sturgill Simpson, and Ripcord, Keith Urban. So we didn't read all of the categories because that would have taken us three hours (laughs) (laughs) but we just wanted to focus on some of the main ones hopefully if you haven't read them now you know what's going on a lot of repeats i think Mm -hmm. it looks like beyonce adele 21 pilots are big nominees this year yeah and even uh justin bieber as well the first thing i noticed is that Obviously, he's had uh, a resurgence, if you will, and he's been very popular in this past year, and he is up for a lot of those big awards. I'm going to attribute a lot of his popularity to Ed Sheeran writing his songs, just by the way. I actually was going to say something similar. I find myself liking a lot of his songs that are on the radio, and I know when Love Yourself came out early on in the year, we had a discussion on an episode about how as soon as we heard it, we all thought, wow, that sounds like Ed. And then it turned out Ed had written it. He's actually featured. He's not credited, but he's featured in that song. Yeah, he sings the harmony, right? Right. And some of the other songs that are on the radio by Justin Bieber, I look them up and I see, oh, yeah, Ed wrote this one too. (laughs) (laughs) But it is nice that he, like Adam said, is having a resurgence here. And then, of course, you've got Adele and Beyonce, who will go 
head-to-head in a lot of those categories. Um, I think it makes sense that they're up for some of the bigger awards. As we all know, their songs and their popularity have been off the charts lately, so it only makes sense that they get these deserving awards. I think Adele is going to sweep it, honestly, over Beyonce. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking now. With how big 25 was, granted Lemonade was a, a pretty big album too, you know, the way Beyonce just kind of dropped it, but still, I mean, 25, I mean, that just got so much coverage and all the songs are still playing on the radio and all these things. I mean, I think, honestly, Adele has it in the bag. Well, if you look at how Adele swept the Grammys with her last album. That's true, yeah. She couldn't even hold them all. So uh, Beyonce has a large share of her own Grammys too. So I don't know. One category that I wanted to ask you guys about was Best New Artist. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini on our podcast last year, and now she is up for Best New Artist. So how cool is that? Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's safe to say that, you know, we have a Grammy-nominated artist on our show. But in that category, I think it's going to come down to... Kelsey versus Chance the Rapper. And the only only reason I say that is because I have a lot of friends who like Chance the Rapper. He is from Chicago, and he is incredibly popular. Uh, I don't know any of his music because I don't really listen to that genre. But from what I understand is that he is incredibly popular and is doing very well. I don't know. Chainsmokers, I'm telling you, they're big too. I think between the three, it's it's a pretty good contender. They are, but one thing that I would deduct points from the Chainsmokers, if I was grading, is that I feel like they've only had one hit song, or are they on their second hit now? I don't know. Closer is just continuously played even now. I like the song, but it's all I hear. You're right. Actually, they had a song with Dea. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dea and the Chainsmokers had a song called Don't Let Me Down. So I guess it's their second big hit. Right. So I don't know. Closer is a huge song. I was struck by the number of country singers in this category. Mayor Morris is a country singer. Kelsey Ballerini is also obviously in the country genre. So I thought that was kind of exciting. And it's also exciting because when you go back to Taylor's very first Grammy nomination, she was in the same category that Kelsey's in for Best New Artist. Taylor ultimately ended up losing to Amy Winehouse. So even if your favorite doesn't win, all hope is not lost. In fact, Taylor actually presented the award at the Grammys in 2015, and she actually said that. It was right after 1989 was released, and she said, hey, if you don't win this category, just shake it off. It was a big, funny little joke that she had since 1989 had just been released so i don't know it would be cool to see taylor present this category if she does show up i think another interesting nomination that we were talking about earlier um under best rock song david bowie for black star the album was released two days before he died so i mean this nomination i mean is is up for him you know beyond the grave here i mean uh, I think just that in itself might have an impact. Yeah, it definitely could. And he's also nominated for Best Rock Performance as well. So I definitely think he'll get at least one Grammy. 
Yeah, I think so too. I also think it's interesting how all of these old bands are up for Grammys this year. Radiohead, Metallica, Blink-182, Panic at the Disco, Weezer. Weezer. Yeah, like, like where are all these people coming from? <laughs> Out of the woodwork. It's crazy. Yeah, I actually didn't even know about Blink-182 and Weezer having new material. Yeah. This year, I don't know what it was. All kinds of older, like, 90s bands basically, you know, came back with new albums, so. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting. The Grammys are my favorite award show. Like I said, it's not as exciting, but we can't be too bummed about it. Taylor has 10 Grammys. She'll survive. I'm sure she's not too bummed out about this. But now that we've gotten through the bad news of Taylor not having Grammy nominations, we are going to move into the new exciting news about the Taylor Swift Now promotion that is going to be through AT&T and DirecTV. And this was announced just after Thanksgiving. Taylor Swift Now is described as a new content deal that is part of AT&T's initiative focusing on original programming. Fans on AT&T will be able to watch 13 episodes featuring behind-the-scenes footage and commentary featuring Taylor herself. We don't actually know yet when the episodes are going to debut but it should be within the next few weeks so we're excited to be viewing these episodes and talking about them we've been able to see a few little previews i don't even know if i've seen them all but they look like they're going to be great and i think in general a lot of fans are probably confused and we're confused too about how long these are going to be and the little clips that we've seen, is that just like a, a one-minute preview of the episode? And is the episode going to be like a couple minutes long? Or is it going to be like an episode of TV, like 20 minutes long? Uh, there's still a lot of questions out there that we don't know the answers to yet. But hey, when this stuff is released, we'll check it out and we'll see what it's about. Right. It is confusing because AT&T calls it as focusing on original programming, which makes it sound like an episode would be longer than just a few minutes. But like Adam said, we've only seen these few little minute clips. But one thing we found out was the names of the episode titles. So we'll read them to you so that you get an idea of what to expect. There will first be an introduction, which we may have already seen. I know I saw an introduction clip. And I'm guessing it would be a short introduction. Episode 1 is called I Surprise My Fans. Episode 2 is called On a Video Shoot Part 1. Episode 3 is called I Was Nostalgic. Episode 4 is called I Had a Photo Shoot. Episode 5 is called Unplugged. Episode 6 is called I Went on Tour Part 1. Episode 7 is called On a Video Shoot Part 2. And episode 8 is called I Totally Got Into Character. Episode 9, When We Were Over. Hmm. Episode 10, I Went On Tour Part 2. Episode 11, On a Video Shoot Part 3. Hmm. Episode 12, I Talked About My Music. And episode 13, the most intriguing one, I Did a Special Event. I agree. That is the most intriguing one to me, too. I wonder if it is some footage from the Austin show. I wonder. Hmm. 
I think didn't something come out like uh, a little blurb or or it's maybe like the episode caption or something that says that that episode is supposed to continuously update for new things that Taylor does and uh, releases. Did I read that correctly? I think I remember that. And again, grasping at straws here, <laughs> but I'm latching on to the fact that it's the last episode. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe when it's released, it will focus on some event that we don't even know about. But again, I'm completely grasping at straws. I'm just so desperate for an album or a tour or something. So I don't know. A lot of these titles are kind of intriguing to me. I was nostalgic. I know that Unplugged will feature acoustic performances. And we actually were lucky enough to see a clip of how you get the girl in Taylor's acoustic version, which she performed at the Grammys Museum. It's amazing. So you should go check it out if you haven't heard that yet. I think another thing that's going to be really interesting about these episodes is kind of like taking, you know, uh, like a little bit of Taylor time travel almost and going back and seeing, um, because just from the clips we've seen already, um, like things from the Tim McGraw music video. And, you know, we know that Red Tour is going to be, you know, at least part of one of these episodes, these productions. It's going to be really interesting to go back and revisit the timeline of Taylor basically through these episodes. Uh, look at Taylor, how she was, uh, how she is now. I think I think this it's going to be awesome, really. Right. Did you guys see the one clip from the Tim McGraw music video, which is something we never knew before, but Taylor talked about how the male actor in that video had just gotten his hair cut for the video shoot, and the director wanted his hair to be longer, so he actually wore hair extensions during the video. <laughs> That is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something that like would happen to me. Like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have got a haircut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just random stuff like that. That's really cool to know that we would have never known unless these uh, episodes were released. And I know I've seen a clip where Taylor is back where she shot the Love Story music video. And I'm guessing that's in the I Was Nostalgic episode. But she actually stands in the exact same spot on the balcony and it's just it just tears your heart out (laughs) really because it's like wow love story was that long ago and she went back and there she is i can't wait to see that when that episode's actually out so definitely a lot to look forward to if i can state the obvious again i mean this december is going to be awesome i'm so excited with what we have to bring and what taylor has to bring Yes, and like we said earlier, we still don't know all the details about this. Some of it's a little sketchy at this point in time as we're recording. I'm sure once we're done recording tomorrow, something will be announced. Yeah, most likely, right? (laughs) Usually how these things go. (laughs) Yeah, that's usually how it goes, but we will keep you updated. And one thing I do know is that I think if you order through the 13 Days of Taylor which is going on right now on her website, I think they give you access somehow to the episodes. I made an order, but I haven't actually received it yet, so I'm not sure how it works. But we'll keep you updated on all of that, too. For me, I've just been seeing these clips on social media. I don't know where they're actually even coming from. But I do also want to point out, again, the theme of me grasping at straws here, but there was a YouTube channel, AT&T's YouTube channel, And they put a little clip for Taylor Swift Now on the YouTube channel. And in the description, it mentioned 
new music as being part of Taylor Swift now. Within maybe a half hour after that, it was removed. The reference to new music was removed. So I don't know if that was an error or if it was a, whoops, we weren't supposed to let anybody know that. (laughs) But it's exciting. Either way, like Adam said, getting to know these things that we never would have known about is going to be really cool. So we're excited to talk about it with you in the coming weeks. Before we go, we have a few reminders for you. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. You can contact us in a multitude of ways. We're on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're on Tumblr at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram at Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. You can email us at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at www.swiftcast13.com. And finally, what do you think Taylor will do next week? I think she's going to have a birthday. Just saying. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's a pretty good guess. Ah, thank you. Yes. Everybody really wants to be right this week. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be my first right guess ever. I wonder if you can guess how old she'll be exactly. Hmm. Using my mystical <laughs> powers here, 27? <laughs> Sounds about right. Hmm. We will find out, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, to make it a little tougher for you, what do you think she'll do for her birthday? Hmm. I don't know. I'm still a fan of the Rhode Island house. Hopefully she has some kind of party, some kind of blowout, you know, lots of candles, lots of cake, lots of cookies lots of (laughs) partying with friends i mean obviously there's gonna be a slew of pictures on social media i'm sure so yeah i think i'll answer that question too as my prediction i think she'll do something a little low-key um i'll predict that she just has a little get together in new york maybe at a restaurant maybe at a little get together at her home uh with just a a couple friends maybe her mom maybe austin something pretty low-key Yeah, based on the way things have been going, I have to agree. I don't think it's going to be like her 25th birthday party where Justin Timberlake and Beyonce (laughs) and Jay-Z showed up. I don't know. I think she's getting stir-crazy. I think she has a lot of time on her hands, and uh, she's like really planning for this birthday. I don't know. Maybe. 27 is kind of a big one. It feels big to me. It feels like because you're, you know, getting close to 30, so it's so far away from... 25 so i don't know i really don't know i'll i'll go with the safe thing and say she's gonna have a birthday too and (laughs) as i mentioned a couple minutes ago the 13 days of taylor is going on right now on the website so i'm hoping there are some more good deals and new items on there they've been announcing some new items this past week and they've had some good sales so check that out if you have time Well, I was thinking Taylor will go away for her birthday, like maybe go abroad and just have like a small group, have a birthday celebration, but not in the States. That'd be cool. That's possible. Maybe even a beach location. That sounds warm and nice. awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a country prediction, Ashley? 
Not specifically, but I definitely would agree with you guys. Probably someplace warm. Maybe the Bahamas? She does often go to the Caribbean. So that would be nice. If you get that right, I will be shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I think her family usually goes Yeah, they take trips around down there. Christmas. Is it the Bahamas specifically that they go to or I can't remember. Or like Jamaica or I don't know. I think it's the Bahamas. Yeah. But probably a secluded part of the Bahamas. Because I know that they do that, but you never really see them. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever happens, we will keep you updated next week on episode 180. For now, for episode 179, this has been Steph. Adam. Nate. And Ashley. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.